Our industry can be an important first line of defense against a global humanitarian crisis. What your operation can do to help. From the National Business Aviation Association, this is Flight Plan. Brought to you by Varion, formerly ATP. I'm Rob Finfrock with your trusted source for the very latest business aviation news and information. The numbers are shocking. According to a 2022 report by the International Labor Organization, an estimated 27.6 million people around the globe were living in forced labor conditions, including sexual exploitation, in 2021. And the International Organization for Migration estimates nearly 80% of international human trafficking operations over the past decade crossed through official border control checkpoints, including airports. And that makes business aviation a potential vector for those operations, where valued qualities of our industry, including an emphasis on passenger privacy, may be subverted for nefarious purposes. There are ways, however, that flight crews, FBOs, and others can help combat this problem. And joining me to discuss those actions is Jackie Dalton, founder and president of Sparrow Executive Jets. Her company participates in the U.S. Department of Homeland Security's Blue Lightning Initiative that fights against human trafficking. And also with us is Michael Kamal, a senior engagement manager at DHS on that campaign. Thank you both for joining me today. And Jackie, let me begin with you to get a sense of how prevalent this problem may be in our industry. What aspects of business aviation make us potentially susceptible to inadvertently facilitating human trafficking? In the jet charter sales environment over the last decade, we've seen a lot more open access in terms of allowing more consumers to utilize private jet charter in general, which has had some benefits, obviously a lot of growth for charter fulfillment, which has been a positive. But on the other side of it, there hasn't been a lot of forward momentum in terms of setting some standards that really allow us to be familiar with who is getting access to these jets and a due diligence that is something that we're really focused on as a company right now. So while Jet Charter has been booming, we're also seeing that we don't have a lot of familiarity or knowledge about who's buying charter flights and who's giving access to this business aviation environment. And it's been a really sobering, eye-opening situation to recognize that this is something that we need to be a lot more diligent about. And that's where the Blue Lightning Initiative comes in. Mike, please tell us about the program and its work with the industry to combat human trafficking. Blue Lightning is an element of the Blue Campaign, and the Blue Campaign is the department's overarching campaign to combat human trafficking. And Blue is selected because it's the international color to combat the crime. The UN has the Blue Heart Campaign. And then in addition to that, it also represents the Blue Line of Law Enforcement. What a lot of people think of is that the victims are foreign nationals and that they're all located in these faraway countries, nowhere near the United States. But uh, the reality is that thousands of cases have been confirmed in the United States by U.S. citizens and foreign nationals. And uh, what we found is that partnering with industry, private aviation, airports, also other transportation entities, as well as 
just the public sector in general can really help us identify and report human trafficking and also prevent it from occurring. So Blue Lightning Initiative, where I work, is our specific effort to raise awareness within the aviation industry. So we partner with the airports, we partner with the airlines, and we're trying to break in as well to the general aviation industry so that no matter where the traffickers are facilitating the movement of their victims, whether it's for sex trafficking or labor trafficking, the staffers are trained to spot the signs and they know how to respond in a victim-centered and appropriate manner. One of the major selling points of business aviation and of utilizing business aviation is there are fewer touch points for passengers between the parking lot and the aircraft. So instead of ticketing agents or TSA, the onus falls on operators and FBOs to be especially vigilant to potential situations like human trafficking. What signs should they be looking out for, Mike? There are a lot of signs of, of human trafficking, uh, specifically within the aviation industry and, and private aviation. Things to look out for are individuals who seem a little bit detached, who may not feel comfortable where they're going. Maybe they don't know where they're going, or maybe they don't know who they're meeting with on the other end of that flight. Uh, maybe someone else arranged the travel for them. It's not always that the trafficker is going to be traveling with the victim. Sometimes the victims are traveling alone. Sometimes they can be minors. Sometimes they can be adults. Uh, but what I like to say is that people use your gut feeling. If you sense that something is not right, something feels a little bit off about the situation, the aviation professionals, they are very good at what they do. And they know typical customer patterns. If they see something that seems abnormal, uh, if someone doesn't know where they're going, if, if it doesn't seem like they're free to do things that normal people are free to do, such as holding on to their identity documents, uh, those are big red flags and there's ways to safely report it. Coming up, more about how to recognize signs of possible human trafficking and how to respond appropriately. But first, this message from our sponsor. Take your aviation operations to new heights. Introducing Varion, formerly known as ATP, your ultimate partner in achieving maximum aircraft uptime. At Varion, we understand the challenges faced by everyone in aviation. Our industry-leading technology solutions revolutionize aircraft management, so there's no more waiting, no more wondering, and no more wasted effort. Get real-time visibility of your maintenance, inventory, operations, and regulatory data right at your fingertips with an easy-to-use system. Backed by a team of experts with deep aviation knowledge offering 24-7, 365 support. After 50 years in the business, we have built a growing reputation for getting our customers more aircraft uptime. That's why thousands of aircraft operators worldwide have already discovered the power of Varion. Say goodbye to downtime and hello to increased efficiency and profitability. Visit Varion.com to learn more. Varion, let's get you more uptime. We're back now with Michael Kamal and Jackie Dalton and our discussion about the role of business aviation in combating human trafficking. And Jackie, with privacy and security such important aspects in our industry, it's uncomfortable not only to consider how those factors could actually enable human trafficking operations, but also to talk about watching for signs or scrutinizing behaviors and people. Like Mike said, and like with other security-related concerns, most often it does come down to that gut instinct telling us when something doesn't seem quite right. Absolutely. You know, one of the priorities that we think on the charter selling side is to prevent crews getting put in that situation to begin with, or even the FBOs. So by the time you have passengers who are arriving to fly in an aircraft, you would hope that the due diligence is done up front because pilots, crews are focused on the flight mission. So to put them in a situation where 
they're now having that gut instinct, so to say, where as they're about to operate a flight, it puts them in a really compromising situation. So screening on the front end is really critical. And as you mentioned, because there isn't the TSA screening, the responsibility is on the charter seller, whether that's the aircraft operator directly or the charter broker who is doing the purchasing of the charter flight and giving their client access to an aircraft operator's aircraft. So it really does lend itself towards looking at really closely, who are we flying? Why are they flying? And being really familiar with who you're doing business with. That's a great point. I was sort of thinking of this solely from the flight crew and FBO side and recognizing potential red flags. But as you said, Jackie, this process really begins with that initial charter request. I think overall in the industry, it's a rather small community for the most part. But again, we've been inundated with charter sales initiatives, whether they're just different brokerages who can set up a website with a .com that gives people access to some booking capabilities because they can see the aircraft schedules. So an inside charter sales team, an operator is looking for itineraries that are going to give their aircraft opportunity to fly charter that they're looking for. Being really familiar with who that request is coming from is critical. And so when you see different companies that are out there that are selling discounted rates, empty leg selling and things like that, that you know look like a lower level entry point, that's a little bit of a red flag because you know you have a lower end consumer that we may not have the same kind of relationships with that you think of when you are in business aviation and the way it has been historically where you are familiar with who owns the aircraft or who is doing the the charter flying we really are seeing a broader demographic even if you go to the FBOs it's changed a good bit and so even from that perspective in terms of the kind of security that FBOs have on site to handle and and have a response to that which is a really good thing with the DHS and Blue Lightning initiative because they have been enrolling FBOs which is you know a first security point but from my perspective as a charter seller as a charter broker being really familiar in screening passengers, you know, screening your client, you're getting a chance to look at the itinerary, having a sense of why they're flying, why they're utilizing private aviation. And that is really critical. It's not so much about making the sell as it is making sure that you are giving access to the, you know, what, what is a, a critical form of transportation, which ultimately is what Jet Charter is. But that screening is important and, and trusting your instincts and asking uncomfortable questions. I find if I start to poke around a little bit and somebody gets alarmed, that's a red flag. And even getting involved with as a company, there is some commentary about whether or not you want to align your business with that subject because it's a very uncomfortable subject. People don't necessarily want to talk about it, but we need to. And, you know, my response to that question as to whether or not I wanted to align my business with it is, of course, because anybody who would be concerned that I'm diligently protecting against that is not somebody that I would want to do business with, not only for myself, but I'm also a person who is putting clients on aircraft owners, airplanes, aircraft management companies, sending them through the, the FBAs. So I have that responsibility. I think all charter sellers do. Part of the training that we deploy through Blue Lightning Initiative does talk about the indicators and it shows what it might look like in that setting. And the one thing I'd like to add before I talk about what to do if you see it 
is to take all your preconceived notions about human trafficking and throw them out the window. What we think of a typical trafficker, typically people think they think someone maybe a bigger guy, but women are can be traffickers too. Uh, same thing goes with the victims. I was just looking up some cases before this to kind of put things into perspective, and I found a Homeland Security case from a couple years ago involving a 36-year-old woman uh, from Minneapolis who was exploiting a domestic worker for forced labor. And it was in an affluent neighborhood, very nice house. That's what stood out to me. And she was basically forcing this worker to work eight hours a day, physically hurt her. It's not always physical, but she physically assaulted the victim. And when the victim attempted to leave and asked, hey, can can you buy me a flight back to my home country in China? that victim's passport was taken away and she was threatened even more and she was beat even more. So it's just one example. We don't think of suburban neighborhoods as human trafficking. And that, So when, when you look at the airport environment, the victims may not be in poor clothing. They may be wearing normal clothing. The traffickers may be in suits, maybe they're in jeans. It could, could really be anything. So that's why it's important to look at the behavior. That means the trafficker got sent to federal prison and her home was taken for restitution along with having to pay $130,000. So if you see something odd about behavior of individuals, they don't know where they're going, they don't know who they're meeting with, you can document as much as possible about that situation. And then what you can do is you can report it to the Homeland Security tip line, 1-866-347-2423. Then investigators will look into that information and will Uh, basically determine if it is human trafficking or or maybe it's not. Uh, And if it is, they respond in a victim-centered and trauma-informed way. And so we definitely wouldn't recommend folks to try and intervene themselves as as passionate as they may be just for the safety of themselves and the victim. Uh, But what they can do is do what's in your normal job duty. Ask normal questions that you would ask. Hey, where are you going? If you get weird answers like what Jackie was talking about, red flag, document it. Uh, write down all the names, where the fight's going. And, and there's a lot of hesitancy from the industry, from what I've heard, to report these things because they don't want a big scene at the airport. And more times than not, there's not going to be a big scene. It's a federal investigation. Uh, and, and if there's concerns about sensitivity, there's always a way to report this stuff anonymously. Uh, you can report it with your contact information if you want to be followed up with. Uh, but you can also report it anonymously, and there's no time frame. So as whenever they have that information, they can report it, and we just want to make sure that people are safe. So Mike, what proactive steps can business aviation operators, FBOs, and others take to raise awareness of human trafficking and guard their operations against it? I'd imagine one obvious step would be to join in the Blue Lightning Initiative. Exactly. There's so much that everyone can do in their careers and in their normal lives to combat this crime. And it's very, very low-hanging fruit. This training that we provide through Blue Lightning Initiative is completely free. We provide it through a memorandum of understanding that's a voluntary agreement. We also have a partnership with NADA, and and anyone who has NADA access can view the training. And they can just train staff. There's also public awareness materials. There's a new law that passed. I don't think a lot of the airports are aware of it yet because it was just this past December. Uh, It actually requires all U.S. aircraft and airports to post human trafficking awareness signage in the restrooms. So that's now a federal law. We can help with that. We can provide the posters completely free. Uh, We just want to make it as easy as possible for the industry to participate in this movement. And I think an article that was shared, one of our newer partners, Freedom Aviation Network, they have a way for uh, private pilots to volunteer their flight time to help transport survivors of human trafficking safely with with their advocates. So there's, there's a lot that can be done. I would say bare minimum, 
we got to be training our staff and we got to be aware of what the crime is. And I think we'll be safer and so will the people traveling through our airports if we do those simple things. I think most definitely the first step is to get involved with the Blue Lightning Initiative. Just to echo some of the things that Mike said, they have done an amazing amount of work getting awareness out there. And the aircraft management community is rather fragmented. There are so many of them out there that I think the reach and sharing, whether anyone's listening to the podcast today that's a pilot working in the FBO line, just to bring this to your company and get them to get on board with it, because it is definitely picking up momentum. And it is something that you don't necessarily realize how close it is to home. And Michael talked earlier about the misperception of what a trafficker or a trafficking victim looks like. And we really have to put that aside and realize that this is something that is happening. It is closer to home than we might want to realize. It's definitely been on the rise, but the awareness is out there and we are taking aggressive steps towards putting an end to it. It does begin in aviation, I believe, with the Blue Lightning Initiative. The aviation community can play a key role. And I think just recognizing that safety is not just about aircraft operations. It's about who we're doing business with, uh, who we're giving access to business aviation and sharing information and just Again, keeping that focus on we protect lives. And that's always been we protect lives in the air when it comes to safety. But, you know, this is a different kind of protecting lives, but it is a responsibility that we have. I want to circle back to something that was mentioned earlier, that a company may be reluctant to take a public stand on this issue, not because they don't support what DHS is doing with the Blue Lightning Initiative, Mike, but they don't want their company name mentioned in the same sentence as human trafficking, period. This is not something we haven't seen before. When Blue Lightning Initiative was started back in 2012, not all of the airlines wanted to participate. I think only a couple had signed on and it was a slow roll at first. Same thing with the airports. We weren't able to get a ton of airports until after our first airport partner signed. What I wanna say is it is a good thing to be publicly vocal about anti-trafficking. It's actually good for business. The reality is that this crime is happening everywhere, whether we like it or not, and it is way better to be a part of the solution. And so I think, If any of the senior leaders are hearing this in business aviation, I would consider being publicly vocal. Be that first major company to make a public statement about it or rally up the whole industry and make a joint statement so everyone's doing it at once so it's not just your company. Because that, when when senior leaders are very vocal about the issue, more efforts get done to combat it. I've just seen that our secretary is very supportive of our anti-trafficking mission and it's actually helped us increase partnerships. That's the one thing that I think could really make a long lasting difference. You may find more information on the Blue Lightning Initiative by visiting dhs.gov forward slash blue dash campaign and look under the How You Can Help tab. As Mike mentioned, the national hotline to report suspected human trafficking to federal law enforcement authorities is 1-866-347-2423. And victims of human trafficking can get help from the National Human Trafficking Hotline at one 888 373-7888. Additional information on this issue and other security-related concerns in business aviation is also available at nbaa.org forward slash security. 
And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan episodes at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including by asking your virtual assistant or connected device. Of course, you can also download Flight Plan directly from nbaa.org. I'm Rob Finfrock. Thanks for listening, and be sure to join us next time for a new episode of Flight Plan. Wow, right, base, sending out 3,500. Right, we got him inside. We're slowing it back to 170.